0: The following message is presented by Century21BHJ.com.
1: This is Ken from Northern Wyoming Walleyes. We need Christmas trees to create fish habitat. Please bring your Christmas trees to Sheridan County Fairgrounds. There will be a dump trailer near the kids' fishing pond to put those no longer needed
2: Christmas trees in. No tinsel or decorations, please. For info, call 307 751 Four zero four seven and happy holidays ladies you know that one thing you've been dying to try but don't know how to get started well i'm here to help this is candace crane general manager at sheridan and power sports and i'd like to invite you to check out my podcast i want to do that women helping women explore the outdoors this episode i'm talking to a fellow wyomingite who loves the snow just as much as i do tana shares her transition from skiing to snowmobiling and tips on how you can get started exploring the backcountry I Want to Do That is sponsored by Skidoo and will be available wherever you get your podcast.
0: This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse,
1: Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning I am joined by Sheridan County Commission Chair Christy Haswell and Commissioner Nick Siddle. Good morning and welcome back to the show.
3: Good morning. Happy holidays.
1: Happy holidays. Now, how has your holiday season been so far?
3: I'm waiting for it to start. I'm I'm looking forward to next week and it just quieting down, if I'm honest.
1: I will admit, uh, so am I. We get to uh, head out on, uh, we take two vacations per year. One of them is heading back to where I grew up, usually to camp. And the other one is to head back where she grew up to visit Mm -hmm. all the family. And so we're we're at the family vacation right now. Nice. But, uh, you know, they're Minnesota folks. It's mm. uh, it's a busy vacation. You come back from this vacation, need a vacation.
4: <laughs> so my wife has been gone to California for the last week. She comes home on the late night flight tonight. Our three-year-old granddaughter had her first ever dance recital in oh. California this week. And so my wife's been gone for the last week. So my holiday season's been pretty calm you know <laughs> yeah. um, are you me, eating me, all right Nick me and the dog and the cat <laughs> and four horses and uh, it's been pretty calm for the last week so she gets home tonight and I'm sure that the next uh, three or four days will be filled with oh my god we don't have any groceries and no one got what you know what are we gonna do and uh, get ready for Christmas dinner but uh, I think all the presents are purchased and everything but it's been uh it's been an interesting season in that it doesn't feel like the season when it's 58 degrees yeah. in the afternoon and not any frost in the mornings lately and it and, uh, doesn't really seem like Christmas.
1: A stark contrast to last year. Oh, boy. It? Uh, it, we're going to talk about that a little bit as we uh, go into the show because it, it brings up a lot of questions regarding fuels, regarding snowpack, I mean, you know, on the years where it's heavy, uh, everything's green, beautiful, boys. I'm sorry, this spring was probably one of my favorite springs I have had in this state uh, in my life. It's Absolutely. Green and beautiful everywhere we looked.
4: And and it stayed that way all summer.
1: Oh, and that's it, the part that really shocked we, we really
4: dodged a bullet in the fact that it didn't get 100 degrees in August and all that turned to brown and us have all that fire danger. You know, we kept getting enough showers that shoot it stayed that way all through the fall season.
3: And I have was, to say Roden Bridge is getting lots of vegetation management completed.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Probably much more than on a typical year. Right? Yeah. Gotta gotta keep the guys busy. Let's uh, head out there and mow that one more time. <laughs> yeah. Now, have you ever really spent your holidays in a far remote location. Uh, you know, we see some people. Boy, they leave every year. They go to some place wonderful and warm. Uh, have you ever done that?
3: You know, my in-laws live in England. Oh, and so we've spent some Christmases over there, but it's not warm. No. And, no. no. Yeah.
1: yeah, Great Britain really isn't known for its <laughs> no, tropical I weather. I wouldn't
3: recommend that time of the year, but it's Christmas. So
1: Was it like a Dickens type Christmas though? I mean, does America tends to really embrace kind of that feeling, right? Yeah. As Christmas. And so I'm wondering, does England do the same?
3: I, I feel like they take it to another level. Really? I mean, you look at all the storefronts and they're just decorated to the nines
1: and just perfect. Yeah. Right? Just, yeah. Wow. It's
3: yeah. It's beautiful. They take it seriously. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. I would love to spend at least just one Christmas either there or Ireland. I think uh, I would mm-hmm. like to head back mm-hmm. and check that out. I would love to go back to one of the uh, Nordic countries. My wife is Swedish and uh, we've we've looked at a lot of Swedish Christmas traditions and wow. You know, yeah. like horse skulls and things like that out yeah. in the yard. Yeah. And things that we look at and we're like, wow, that's kind of strange. But it is an old, old Christmas tradition to put this character out front. So it's basically she, just a horse skull.
3: Does she still, do you guys practice any of those traditions? Nothing
1: like that. Um, we we kind of invented our own Christmas traditions. Uh, she wasn't like a big fan of Christmas. And so like our Christmas tree actually has more halloween stuff on it than christmas (laughs) stuff (laughs) halloween stuff and elvis all over the christmas oh my oh my my. there you go so Um, yeah what about uh you nick have you ever gone someplace you know
4: never have gone any place for christmas we've always had family christmas um actually my my daughter lives in california and the covid year we were all going to california and have a california christmas and then we couldn't and And, yeah and uh so we have a pretty traditional christmas here with our our family that's here we have a son and a daughter-in-law and grandson that live here and and uh we just typically get together here and and enjoy it we have a we do a uh every year on christmas eve we have a pretty pretty good time and usually have some people over in addition to our family and and we uh, build a big fire outside and sing Christmas carols outside and and have chili dogs. We roast dogs <laughs> oh, over the fire. Wow, that's cool. Roast dogs over the fire and go in the house and have chili dogs. And that's what we do that on Christmas Eve. Um, and then uh, we have fairly traditional Christmas um, at our house. With uh, I'm not a big turkey guy, so we we do the prime
1: rib. Ooh, ooh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick, if I was so. gonna be in town. <laughs> yeah, I
4: could cook a pretty good prime rib. Stop
1: and, uh, by for some prime and, rib.
4: And we do that and uh and of course anymore a lot of football yeah. over the holidays. Yeah. A lot of football.
1: So would you say that your busy time of year when all the family is more Christmas Eve rather than Christmas Day? Yeah. 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 My grandmother yeah. is that way. Uh, the big celebration was actually the night before Christmas, not on Christmas morning, mm-hmm. when everyone came in from out of town and gathered around. And, yep, and,
4: I grew up that way, too. Yeah. We used to actually have a family cabin in the mountains, and we used to go up there on Christmas Day.
1: Oh, wow. And uh,
4: it was pretty unique that way, but, but uh, that's when I was way younger than I
1: am now. Knee high to a cricket. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Christy, do you have a favorite Christmas tradition that... Kind of like going out and eating, you know, chili dogs.
3: <laughs> you know, uh, not specifically to Christmas. Um, we're doing lots of celebrating because we have a lot of December birthdays in my family. Uh, so Saturday, actually, there'll be three of us celebrating with the family together. Um, but New Year's Eve, we have a big bunco tournament at oh. my mom and dad's house. So, yeah, we try to get through all the birthdays and Christmas and then and then get ready for the bunko tournament.
1: Man, that's you know, that's got to be rough having a birthday in December. You know, all the presents and everything kind of show up at once and and so y- you look forward to December but you know, is it your month or is <laughs>
3: You know, it's called celebrating your half birthday.
1: Nice. That that that's might be my tradition. Good, uh, yeah.
3: There
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. There you go. Yeah. Now yeah. we talked about big Christmas dinners we'll 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 switch gears here to projects that have actually taken place in the county this year cuz there have been some pretty big projects going on. What were some of the larger projects uh that we took care of this year?
4: Well, you know I'd, I'd say certainly the the largest project and the newest innovation, I guess, in in Sheridan County is that we now have a coroner's office that we built um in Sheridan County and and it's kind of a a new door-opening situation where we've always been affiliated and worked with funeral homes to take care of all, all the coroner duties, and and now we have our own coroner's office and and actually a coroner who is not a funeral director, and and uh, if you if you didn't make the opening ceremonies, um, give our coroner a call and stop it. It's a beautiful building, just close to the jail on North Main Street and. And it's as modern as you can get, and and uh, so that's a very new innovation for Sheridan County,
1: and and a time and money saver as well. I think in the long run,
4: absolutely. And down the road, I mean, we're hoping to to maybe become more regionalized and 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 help some other counties and get some people from other counties in here, and and perhaps perhaps be able to charge some fees and make some money out of our coroner's office.
1: That's, that's actually a great plan. Uh, cause it, who's the nearest coroner Billings?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Right now our autopsies all go to Billings. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that's quite a ways away. If right. we can even just half that distance, mm-hmm. say right. for Buffalo, right. uh, having, you know, do right. some of their business over here from Johnson right. County, I think that'd be fantastic. It'd mm-hmm. be a heck of a lot shorter distance than going one way or the other. Right. Now, Uh, There was also some improvements made to the sheriff's office. Uh, Can we talk about those?
3: Yeah. So um, they they had some basement renovation work done. They'd been using that as a training center, but it, the way it had been constructed, there were some limitations, um, and and some things just needed updated. So um, that that was really nice to to get done for them. And then some not so pretty things like asphalt replacements and and the typical, yeah. Yeah, just this the maintenance work that needed to be done.
4: The sewage system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. Getting down yeah. to the dirty work. Yeah, that's
4: some, right.
3: Some of the other ones um you know with 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 the ARPA funding um that we'd received, we needed some backup generators for offices which was critical honestly. Um, yeah. so it was nice having that that funding. So we were able to get one for the courthouse um we have one for the attorney's office, um, public health, which is key, you know, um, keeping some of those medications refrigerated when Absolutely. the power goes out. Um, and then the fairgrounds actually just received their backup generator. And and that was some uh, FEMA funding that we received in case we ever needed to use that as an emergency location for folks.
1: You know, we've got uh, Jesse Lutekaus now as the Sheridan County Emergency Management Coordinator. That's got to be pretty nice to be able to rely on somebody as knowledgeable as he is. I mean, he's pretty good about finding hazards and then coming up with good mitigation.
3: He's he's done an amazing job with that. And, and I would say he's, he's a great collaborator. Yeah. He's just got really good communication skills and he's done a nice job, um, gosh, working with with stakeholders countywide
1: absolutely and, and seeing a problem and uh, filling that hole making sure that uh, there's no gaps in our emergency management plan which uh recently uh correct me if i'm wrong you've pretty much put together a new one
4: correct and uh and kind of from the ground level it had been a long time since ours had been updated and and uh Jesse was very much on the forefront of that and got a lot of help on it nationwide the one thing other thing I'd say about Jesse is that he is a master at finding funding sources for projects that you need to get uh-huh. done yeah he he he's well connected out there and he's a master at going out and looking for opportunities for things to to help us get things done I mean how progressive is it that Sheridan, Wyoming has a bomb sniffing dog.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean,
4: and that's that's incredible that we have that and we have the only one in in this this part of the state. And I mean, that was all on him finding the sources and and really delving into it and getting it done. And I mean, it's incredible that we have that resource.
1: And it's gotta be fantastic <clears throat> having department heads who know their business enough that all you gotta really do is just check in. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. give me an update. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I didn't even know that needed to be done, but thanks for doing it kind of thing. We're, you know?
3: we're in- incredibly fortunate that way.
1: Now, the Brooks Street project, uh, the Brooks Street green space, this one's a pretty big one. I talk to uh, Commissioner Ringley and Wright about this quite often. Uh, just because it's it's one of those situations where it's going to improve uh, a space we took something that was a hazard because at Brook Street, I would definitely say it was yes. a hazard. No question. And really made a positive out of this thing or in the process of making a positive. We
3: out. really wanted to find best use for that space and think the, the public's really going to be able to enjoy it.
1: As well as all those working uh, up there at the courthouse, having a nice spot to go out and have yep. some lunch. Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to the parking that's going to be offered, How many spaces do we know that will be added to that?
4: You know, I think on that upper space, we added about 20 parking spaces up there, which will be utilized for most of the offices up there. But then I think in the end, our parking lot down at the bottom end will be enlarged a little bit as well. So when we level that space out down at the bottom, I think there'll be a little more handicap parking down there and it'll be utilized as well. And the, you know, it's just going to be, such a, a friendly space I think and and I know that there are there are those out there who who uh, think that that it's money that we could have spent elsewhere but when you're looking at something that's going to be there for probably the lifetime of Sheridan now once it gets put in yeah um, and a, an area like that you you need to preserve some of those spaces and especially in that downtown area where, we a nice green space like that and a little shade and and uh, can sure go a long ways.
3: It'll absolutely be an asset.
4: Absolutely.
1: I'll, be, I'll bet uh, some folks will probably even end up saying some vows in that area by the time <laughs> I, it's all done.
4: I would certainly, it's going to have a yeah. nice gazebo yeah. in there and uh, overlooking the city of Sheridan. I That certainly would not surprise me.
1: I think it'll be quite a busy spot for uh, the first couple of years. On that, I've got to take a quick commercial break. We're going to have more with our Sheridan County Commission right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan.
5: First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan Community Land Trust is receiving these funds per random drawing.
6: We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank & Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. It's the final
5: week of Moss Holders Design Center's Snowflake Sale. Here's how it works. Stop by Moss Holders between now and December 23rd, choose the items you want to buy, and then you'll get to draw for a discount.
1: Every purchase will get at least a 10% savings, but many customers will receive even larger discounts. One lucky customer will draw our 50% off Snowflake, receiving half off their entire purchase. There's just a few days left to save store wide at Moss Holders Snowflake Sale. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion.
0: Midas is rolling out a special this holiday season, which means big savings to you. Check out these amazing offers. Shocks and struts, buy three, get one free with lifetime warranty. Ironman car tires as low as 79 bucks, and truck tires 149 bucks. Midas has brake specials, $20 off oil change, and to top it all off, a 12 months no-interest financing with a Midas card. Gear up for a magical season with a few more bucks in your pocket at Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan.
7: Have you been considering buying or selling real estate? My name is Callie Munsick and I was born and raised in Buffalo. I have years of experience working as a real estate marketing consultant. Let me take my knowledge and passion for real estate to help navigate you through your real estate transaction. Call me to discuss all of your options or check us out online at Buffalo LLC.com. Callie at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property.
0: This public service announcement sponsored by Pilch Engineering, providing residential and commercial subdivision design services. The Sheridan Civic Theater Guild will have auditions for its upcoming production of Waiting
5: for Godot at the Carriage House Theater at 419 Delphi. Auditions will be held January 8th and 9th at 6 p.m. Performances will run March 7th through 10th and March 14th through 17th. See the Civic Theater Guild's Facebook page for more details.
0: Sports Radio is back in Sheridan every day, all day long, starting January 1st. Tune into the best sports lineup in the nation every single day on Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM. The best sporting lineup in the nation all day, every day, 24 7. Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM and online at SheridanMedia.com. We are Sports!
1: How incredible is that, right? That's awesome. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I'm speaking with Sheridan County Commission Chair Christy Haswell and Commissioner Nick Siddle. Now, uh, one big thing going on is progress out at the airport. One thing uh, that we have out there is the business park. Now uh Commissioner Haswell, can you remind us just exactly what that business park is and what its intention is for?
3: so the the business park um, that ground is owned by the airport and leased out to businesses that need space. Um, some of those buildings have been in existence for a while and the and the airport owns. Some of them are owned the businesses that are still in them i think there's a a Mm -hmm. 30-year provision in our our leases where it you know reverts back to the airport Um, and we have a lot of acreage that has not been built out you know we don't have any infrastructure in i think there's another 40 acres that would need curb gutter utilities uh, fiber all all of that but um yeah basically it's it's revenue for the airport
1: yeah now this infrastructure, though, that's one thing that always ends up surprising me when it comes to cost. It's not something that you can just throw in overnight, is it?
3: No, and I, you know, I think the last estimate might have been ten million a couple of years ago. So who knows? My goodness, who knows what it's at now?
1: We, oh yeah, especially after COVID, everything yeah. went went crazy.
4: Well, it's incredible the the cost of, you know, for example, there's an awful lot of concrete involved in that. Yeah, And, you know, it's just incredible what that costs and. And sewer, water, electricity, the whole, everything you need. And, and if you think about it today, opposed to 20, 30 years ago, the electrical component of how much more electricity is required than it used to be.
1: And internet know? fiber. Uh-huh. And, I mean, yeah. if you're going to run yep. a successful business in today's day and age, boy, you're going to have to have, high-speed Wi-Fi all kinds of different things it,
4: yeah it's incredible what you need and what you have to have and and uh, and how it works but but I mean realize that we're right in the heart of the grid there and and it's a it's a great location
1: yeah and and I would think that a lot of businesses who are looking to relocate to Wyoming are exploring possibilities are looking at that uh, I would think had, had, have you heard communication about larger businesses, uh, being interested in Sheridan County?
4: Oh, and they're certainly drawn to the airport as well because of the, the aspect of being located close to the airport and, and having, having those things available. And, and so, yeah, there's, there's always interest and there's always people looking and kicking the tires and, and seeing what we can do. And so we are right in the process right now of, um, Trying to update our uh, our requests for leases for the airport, and uh, Commissioner Wright and I, and along with our county attorney and and Robert Gill, the airport manager, have been working on that. and And we we had a reading of it at the commissioner meeting last week, and we've had some really good input from some people in the public who have given us a little more input on especially people that live up in that area and and, uh, are concerned about it. And and we're looking at that input and trying to come up with a really good, a good way to determine who will be the leasees in the future and how that will work and, and how we'll determine who actually gets those leases.
1: Now, when it comes to these business parks, uh, maybe not on airport property, but at least business parks supported by a local government entity, whether that be a city or a town, seem like they're, an average thing. Uh, When you meet with other county commissioners at these larger meetings throughout the state, have you noticed or is there conversation about their business parks that you share information on and things like that? Some,
4: some counties there are certainly like I'll just say, for example, Converse County has a pretty big business park and, and they have a big amount of land right at the edge of town there. They've just built a big new, detention center jail and housing all of their stuff downtown and then and then moving a, some businesses in there but you know yeah there's there's certainly a, a need for that and and it also gives you a long-term source of revenue if you take a look at it all of our leases at this point are 30-year leases but they but they are stepped up as they go and I mean that gives you a long a long period of, of very stable Revenue.
3: Well, at least for the airport, I mean, it's required by FAA. We can't sell that property. Yeah. So it will be leased in perpetuity.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, So when it comes to that FAA, I mean, a reason being, obviously, you can't have too many residents that that close to the airport and uh, you don't really want just about anything else out there. Safety issues and things like that. I imagine there's entire books based on that stuff and those findings. Who do we have out there right now?
4: Well, so right now, um, Sheridan County Weed and Pest is in there. Um, we have the the Rural Fire District is is housed there. In um, Yard Construction is housed out there. Um, Trihydro is out there right now. Um, and then and then um, UPS and uh, what's that say?
3: the fishing lure
4: oh yeah yeah spin a lure spin a lure spin a lure is out there um ups is out there obviously we have rental car company out there um on site and uh and then we do a lot of leasing realize of we own a lot of hangars and we lease those hangars of course to people who store their planes in there oh fantastic so, so we have lots of hangar leases at the airport
1: what what does it take, uh, for a business to get a lease out there at the airport? What is, what is the process and the costs that they end up having to face?
4: So right now, what we're looking at on the on the new uh, the new situation is that for the beginning, if you want to look at a space out there, you look at the spaces available, and and we're kind of putting the crux on the on the businesses. You write us a. An RFP of what you'd be interested in, from your business standpoint, of what you'd like to see. Um, obviously, we would take a look at it. And the one thing we we want to make sure is that we're getting businesses who are going to be vested in the community, businesses that are that are going to be good for our community and
1: create jobs and, and create and, yeah.
4: jobs and and uh, and be stable stable sources for the community. And we don't. What we really don't want to do is get into just the highest bidder state. Really, you know, yeah. We, we want to get into just stable, good businesses, and and so we'll be looking at that. And we're, we're right now working on the process. We're trying to make sure that that happens.
3: And and Fred, I, I guess I would just add, we we initiated that process or or looking at coming up with a process because. It was really just first come, first serve, yeah. and and we've had an increase in demand um, for the hangars and for the business park piece, and so we needed to come up with, with a process that was more equitable.
1: Yeah, and so now that you've got so many individuals who are looking at this piece of land, you can be a little more choosy about, okay... Maybe the money isn't exactly what we're shooting for here. We're looking more for like what you were saying, Commissioner, about uh, what is this going to do for the community in the long run over the course of the next 30 years?
4: Now, and of course, like, like it was brought up, every one of these, before we can do anything, it has to be very stringently researched by the FAA yeah. to make sure that it meets all of their standards and nothing that could possibly be detrimental to the airport itself.
1: Oh, wow. So a business yeah. going up out there also has to comply with
4: certainly height requirements and, and all that kind of stuff, any kind of emissions, all that is very closely monitored.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. So how, what was the last update that you got from Falcon car company? That was a big one that uh, we had high hopes for although this was uh, pre COVID, uh, what was their last update?
4: Well, right now, right now uh they're headquartered out of one large hangar up there, um doing some manufacturing in the one large hangar, um and and all of their other leases have reverted back to the county. So, oh, really. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, so they what they did have has been reduced down to one area. Right. Uh is he going forward with the uh, his business manufacturing?
3: Not beyond what he's got in the hangar right now. We yeah. haven't heard of another proposal. Um but
1: yeah, yeah, now, now wish him the got, best. Yeah. yeah. That's all you can really do, right? Yeah. Now, yep. Uh I'll ask about air service when we come back. I'm gonna take another quick commercial break. We're speaking with the Sheridan County Commissioners, and we'll have more right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. <laughs>
5: Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan Community Land Trust is receiving these funds per random drawing.
6: We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Shan Foster with the Country Pet Inn talks about dog training and behavioral issues that dog owners may be experiencing.
8: If the dog's not listening to you consistently and with distractions, it's not trained. And most people say, well, my dog's trained. It can sit, it downs, it comes when I call it. But well, what about when Joe Squirrel runs by? What about when that semi comes by honking its horn? Well, those are the things that I train for in real life. Most of the time, it's all through basic obedience. Now by doing that you take care of a lot of the behavioral issues, shyness issues aggression issues, possession issues. When you put that dog in that mode or the dog understands its role a lot of those things go away. Whether your dog has obedience issues where it doesn't listen to you or come to you when you call it stealing food from the table, excessive barking, aggression issues you name it, we'll work together to solve it. I help people understand their dog. I'm very fond of that. If you want to get a hold of me Go to countrypetin.com or call six seven four eight five eight two.
5: Hi, this is Dan Marshall at Captain Clean, and our staff would like to extend the sincerest thank you to Sheridan, Buffalo, and all the surrounding communities that continue to choose our services. From the bottom of our hearts, happy holidays, merry Christmas, and we pray you all have a happy new year. As Wyoming's premier cleaning company, all of us at Captain Clean look forward to serving this community for years and years to
0: come. Captain Clean, affordable choices for healthy living. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports.
2: Tommy, hi. Tis the season. Are you done shopping yet?
0: I'm a last-minute guy.
2: Well, lucky for you, we have a great deal on gifts for all your outdoor-loving family and friends. All gear and apparel are buy one, get one half off. It's like a gift for you and a gift for them. Ah, Get one for Belle and me, matching goggles. Or mono suits, jackets, sweatshirts, t-shirts, helmets, and gear bags. And if you really want to go big, our Junior Renegade ATVs are also buy one, get one half off.
0: Shop and save on holiday gifts at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports.
5: Ready for a new career? McDonald's restaurants in Chittenden have an excellent opportunity for you. McDonald's is on the lookout for full time shift managers to lead the team to success starting at an impressive $21 per hour. This open to close position, including weekends, offers stability and opportunities for advancement. This shift manager position has a starting pay of $21 per hour. Visit mchire.com to submit your application online or stop by any shared of McDonald's location to pick up an application. McDonald's is an equal opportunity employer.
1: night Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. My guests this morning are the Sheridan County Commission Chair, Christy Haswell, and Commissioner Nick Siddle. Now, before the break, we were talking about the airport, and I promised you we would talk about air service in 2023. So here we are. How did that go this year?
4: Well, you know, Floyd, we're on track to set a record number of passengers for 2023 at the end of the year in 2022 our total passengers was 48,512 at the end of November this year we were at 47,545 so assuming that we have an average average month is give or take 4,400 passengers if we have an average month we'll be at right at 52,000 passengers wow. for the year, um, and uh, and that would be a record, and that would be, you know, originally the goal was to have 20,000 passengers a year. And so the the positive thing is that right now, at least, the way it's going, our subsidies to the airport are basically nil because we're getting enough passengers to... Make it so we aren't having to pay a lot of subsidies at the airport, and uh, we're up. To, we have two flights every day right now, and uh, and the airport is just doing
1: very well. Now, outside of the subsidies, subsidies, what other positives do you see in these high numbers? Is it the influx of people that uh, excite us? Is it the idea that maybe some some folks are visiting, spending money? Uh, helping out our local economy, or or even the idea of, uh, wow, we're just exploring Sheridan as a place that maybe I want to retire.
3: Well, and I, uh, you know, it's, it's folks being able to get to Sheridan um, for uh, tourism reasons, which is great for our community, or business reasons, um, which helps our local businesses either, get employees that know they can get to Sheridan and and not have to fly somewhere and drive. Um, but it's also great for residents who need to travel, let's say if they have to leave for special health care somewhere or, um, gosh, even vacation, it's just convenient. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an amenity that we we need.
1: I've, I've just always kind of wondered why the county backs the airport so greatly is and, and is that really it just the idea of well how else are you going to get here outside of driving
3: well as a county airport we have a responsibility to to make sure that it's running yeah. um as as does it it's come up this this week as we've looked at some federal grants um uh, and and Tom Ringley is such a great historian you know he had mentioned um you know back in the 40s um, we we really got going with the airport due to federal funding yeah. um to support us because, well, it's just, it's an important resource to have. I Mm -hmm. mean, you can really get isolated if you don't have a way to to get into a community via the air.
1: You know, I'm going to, I'm going to sidetrack on you here because it's, it's things that I've heard uh, from various individuals in the community Uh, over the course of many years. um, People have wondered, you know, is Sheridan going to be the next Jackson Hole? And, and should they be concerned about that or elated uh your thoughts
4: well i don't think that we will ever become the next jackson hole because i don't think that's really a priority of our community yeah to to be there but i mean we certainly have we certainly have a lot of tourism opportunities here we certainly have beautiful vistas here um but but i think um sheridan has embraced a lot more of the That we would like to be very stable and have some manufacturing and have and have a very stable more stable economy than than that that Jackson Hole has
1: yeah
3: well and you can look at communities um across the U.S. if if you're not growing you're dying yeah um now we'd love for that to be one and a half percent growth every yeah. year. <laughs> yeah,
1: right, <laughs> right. We
3: don't really get to pick that. Yeah. So, uh, as the county, how are we being thoughtful with planning and zoning? For example, um, with facilities at our airport, is it safe? Um, uh, we just have to look at all of those things. Yeah,
1: I was speaking with uh, City Council Member Greg Lumen, and we were talking about infrastructure and building uh, up, not out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, really, as as Commissioner Siddle had said, you're focusing more on stability yeah, instead of kind of making the pole so long that we start to lose control of the right. front, you yep. know, which, which we've seen happen. Yeah. Uh, and it can happen quite quickly, especially if you get very hopeful that someone's going to go in one direction and mm-hmm. they end up uh, being human and yeah. going in another direction. Yeah. And, but you've invested all this time and money into them and find yourself on the back half of a bad deal.
3: And there are folks that, you know, don't want anything to change. Yeah. Um, and, and I understand that. We live in an amazing place. Right. Um, and, and there are generations of folks that have um, just really enjoyed Sheridan and, and, you know, get to see their grandkids and great-grandkids and all of that grow up here. But um, we always have to be asking that question, what if? Mm-hmm. So we're prepared.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Diversifying the businesses that are here, so if one industry goes down the tubes, we can still uh, move along, or or recover quickly. One or the other, very much so.
3: Or, or supporting the businesses that are already here, you know, which is part part of the airport, um, and and of course the chamber does a, a great job. But it um, supporting those existing businesses, it, it, it takes everybody. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Know, it takes it a community does. to run a community. Absolutely, that's right. Now. Uh, We were talking about the weather in the first part of the show. Uh, The weather over the course of the last two years has been a little unusual, I would say. Absolutely. Uh, Do you have any concerns over the snowpack? As someone who who knows the agricultural world very, very well, are you watching that?
4: Absolutely. And, well, you know, as we just talked about the diversification of the economy, we have several businesses on the mountain who are very much involved in the winter recreation industry. Yeah. The lodges up there. I I just read in the newspaper yesterday that Antelope Butte was hoping to open on the twenty second, but it's got to snow if they're going to. Um, the lodges that rent snowmobiles that rent out to the snowmobile people. I mean, right now there's not much up there, and it's it's certainly right now in the short run it's hard on them. In the long run, I think it's a little early to get concerned about the winter snowpack as far as agriculture goes, because we've got a lot of time to get that snow. But the holiday season for those people is a big season up there on the mountain. That's important to their economy, and uh, and I think we're going to be hurting a little bit based on the snowpack up there on the mountain.
1: And to think back, you know, how many kids and and husbands and wives are going to be getting skis. For Christmas, Sleds, and they're gonna go. Well, now what do I do? Sleds, <laughs> yeah, skis, sledding. snowmobiles, yeah,
4: all that kind of stuff. I mean, all the kids get a sled for Christmas and want to go sledding. And I mean, there's you're gonna to have to go up there a ways to find some snow, I think, if you're if you're gonna to want to do some sledding, which which I certainly hope that people are able to get out and do.
1: That was my uh, winter pastime when I was a a little kid until I got into snowboarding. I tried snowboarding again when I was about 36 years old. Came off of that mountain with a bruise about the size and the color of that chair right there. And uh, I decided, you know what? I think my time has passed to be an Olympian. There was no
7: good way that story was going to end. No. Oh, it was so rough.
1: (laughs) It was yeah. so rough. I, I made it. It got so bad. There was a decision I made. If I fall one more time, I'm just walking <laughs> on.
4: How just, far was the walk? Boy? It was pretty <laughs> far.
1: We were down in Colorado somewhere. My sister had taken me down there just as a, uh, something to get away from the world. And uh, she she bought me a T-shirt that day that said the world's most okayest skier. <laughs> <laughs> she said you can wear that. It was uh, pretty bad. My wife actually ended up making a phone call to her family because, uh, as I said, we're going to vacation uh, this holiday over in Minnesota. They have had to cancel uh, big winter festivals that usually bring in tons of money, tons of people, uh, because they don't have any ice to make kind of the the art, the castles that people walk through traditionally. They've had to cancel the whole thing. As you said, sir, it's still really early, but the Winter Wyo Rodeo is in February. Uh, I'm really hoping we don't have to make our own snow. You,
4: you know, I'm, I, I'm on that committee, and, and we, uh, we're still very hopeful. We started piling some snow at the fairgrounds um, early on, it's pretty well melted down yeah. and gone now, and uh, we have we have lots of of people planning to haul the snow in there from their parking lots when it does snow. Um, and, but we're scheduled for the tenth of February, which is basically six weeks away, and and hopefully we get plenty of snow between now and then to make it happen. It's it's an important event for our community, and and I mean we just got to play it by ear and see where we go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that, yeah. my father always told me though, you know, when I'd come to visit him in December well, the winter really doesn't start around here until January. Right, then it starts to right. get cold, and then the the starts falling out of the sky.
4: Today is the winter solstice, right? Shortest day of the year. I think it I is. Believe yeah. it is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: here we are looking outside.
4: So, yeah, it's going to be sixty degrees today. We can, <laughs> we can wear flip flops and our shorts this afternoon. I, but, uh, I was out shopping
1: yeah. <laughs> yesterday, and I saw way too many people walking around in just yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. here it is in yeah. the middle of December. Yeah. And it's T-shirt weather.
4: Yeah, I drove to town yesterday afternoon without a jacket, and it's like, that just doesn't happen this time of <laughs> it's year.
1: It's the strangest you know? thing. Yeah. Now, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and move on to this. Uh, it was actually so dramatically wet last year that uh, it was reduced concerns regarding fire at the beginning of the summer, but as those fuels continued to grow, those concerns did heighten, as uh, the commissioner had pointed out at the beginning of the show. We didn't end up actually having to worry about too much, and it is still early in our winter season. But uh, is the fire marshal saying anything? Is is he sharing any concerns as of yet?
3: You know, it, as Nick said, it's still early, so not at this point. But um, as we do get through spring, uh, he's in, in conversation and communication with adjacent counties just to, to monitor kind of as a region up here in our corner of the state and up, up into Montana. Um, we did this plan wouldn't be done for next year. Um, and not that it would stop fires in and of itself, but we did apply for um, a grant to update our community wildfire protection plan.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, um,
3: That we won't hear anything until late spring, early summer next year. But um, our plan is about five years old and we've since Um, completed a study looking at Sheridan's water supply um, and working with the Forest Service on where do we have the most risk for impacting our our water source either through a fire and now you've got erosion, you've got silt, soils, landslides, landslides. Um, but we can incorporate all of that information into this plan now um, and, and look at, you know, for example, communities like Story. Um, who would be, you know, directly in line if, if, you know, something were to happen on the forest or, or or close enough, you know, um, with all the, all the fuel that they have up there. So we'd really like to update that plan and have some very specific projects come out of that. So, um, hopefully, um, we'll, we'll get a positive word, um, next spring about that. But for right now, um, we'll just continue to keep tabs on it, um, chris chris is on top of it yeah
1: dust suppression something that i didn't think we'd have to deal with too much in the month of december but uh is this something that's still on your mind
4: well yeah we our dust suppression grant for the county roads is is due this time of year every year and so so we're working on our dust suppression grant right now for all the county roads um we know that there's a that our number was going to be down a little bit in terms of, of how much money we're going to be given for dust suppression. I believe it's in the $180,000 range. Uh,
3: We had, Uh, we had asked for 330,000. Right. And we were successful in 190,000.
4: Right. Wow. And so, so there's two things, two, two different options, obviously. One is that we will through the County have to absorb a little more cost and, and getting the dust suppression on the roads, and/or do less miles of roads. But we certainly want to try and maintain the service the best we can out there. That uh, doing the dust suppression on the roads makes the roads last so much better. Yeah. And uh, and and makes it so that that it's just the environment is much better. So
1: my father and I lived on a, a dirt road, and uh, boy, I can tell you at the beginning of the summer when i was a little kid it would just choke you out as mm-hmm. people drove past yeah. the house right? right and and so dust suppression is something i understand very well because <laughs> yeah. by the end of the summer yeah uh, you know lincoln county kind of gotten on the ball and started taking care of those things right. and so it was a stark contrast right yeah. uh compared to from beginning to end now uh, we don't have a whole lot of time left but can you tell us a little bit about the Mead Creek Road hot mix plant with Wydot.
4: Sure, Wydot um, owns some property or the state owns some property out about a mile off of the highway on Mead Creek, off Highway 14 on Mead Creek, and and they're going to be doing some resurfacing on Mead Creek. So they have they have requested the permit to open that up as a hot mix plant and have it available for surfacing. The road out there, obviously some of the neighbors in the area, um, a little concerned about that. And and it did not pass through the planning and zoning, so we will be acting on that at our January 2nd meeting. So if anybody's interested in that, please uh, get us some information or come to the January 2nd
1: meeting. Now, when it comes to hot mix, is this the mixing of asphalt, the yes, oil, sir. and the gravel itself? Right. I could... I can completely empathize with those individuals. Um, You know how a lot of times there's a smell that you just Uh can't stand? For me, it's asphalt. I just can't (laughs) do it. Oh, I would scratch my way through a brick wall (laughs) to get away from it. There you go. So I couldn't imagine. You know, I I understand the plight of YDOT. Hey, this is a great location to get this done. But as residents out there, I totally empathize with those folks. And so, uh, what would you say? January 6th? January 2nd. Second. It's January 2nd. Yep. All right. Folks, if uh, you'd like to add something to that, head to the meeting. January 2nd with the Sheridan County Commission and uh, I wanted to thank you commissioners for coming in this morning I want to wish you and the, everybody down at the courthouse and in the county a very merry Christmas and happy holidays. Merry Christmas you. to you, you Floyd. Too, Floyd. Thank Save you very tattles. much. <laughs> All right you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
5: First, Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation, match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan Community Land Trust is receiving these funds. for random drawing.
6: We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment,
7: Member FDIC. Hi Wyoming, it's Congresswoman Harriet Hageman. What a beautiful year in Wyoming. I don't think I have ever seen it so green for so long and with such an abundance of grass and vegetation. We are truly blessed. Our office is here to help with all interactions with the federal government. If you are having trouble with the IRS or VA, need help obtaining a passport, or have questions regarding other agency action, please don't hesitate to contact our office in Cheyenne at 829-3299 or the CASPER office at 261-6595. I hope to see you soon. And for a schedule of our events, please visit hegeman.house.gov. While you are there, please sign up for our weekly newsletter to stay informed about the votes and issues that are important to Wyoming. I'm praying for you and your family and we look forward to hearing from you. Paid for by official funds authorized by the House of Representatives.
1: The countdown to Christmas is underway at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Ho, 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 Kurt Smith here. If you're looking for some unique and fun gift ideas, stop by and see us. We have a great deal on a 30-can soft-sided cooler. Save $100, now just $49. Or how about some master mechanic oscillating tool, now just $39. Save on these things and many more. Our gift card giveaway continues. Come in and register today. Drawings every weekday till Christmas Eve. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway.
5: Just in time for your holiday dinners, The Health Nut announces that they have organic and natural turkeys, Beeler's spiral cut hams, gluten-free and regular stuffing, fresh organic cranberries, organic yams and potatoes, gluten-free and regular gravy, gluten-free and regular dinner rolls, gluten-free and regular homemade pies, dairy-free and regular whipped topping. Order your Thanksgiving pies early, pick them up to ensure they are fresh. The Health Nut, for healthy holiday dinners. Tune in to SheridanMedia.com for the ultimate online auction experience. Discover unbeatable deals on Hot Buys right now. Local retailers offering must-have items starting in half off of retail value. From dining certificates to beauty, automotive, and a bunch more. Bid your way to incredible savings. Get over to Hot Buys for the bidding frenzy right now and ending at 8 p.m. tonight. Don't miss out on the hottest deals in town. Only at SheridanMedia.com. Get ready to bid, win, and save.